0: Come to the stage right now. Put your hands together for Kevin. Welcome to the un. <clears throat> Jesus. <clears throat> Welcome to the unfunny Kevin show. I am your host, Kevin Melody. It's Monday, July nineteenth, seven o'clock, Los Angeles time. Um, I apologize overseas, and if you're on the East Coast, um, just enjoy this in the morning, you know, or if you're up late, enjoy it now. It is. Uh, it has been a, a an absolutely... I think I say this every week. You can go back and listen to every fucking episode if you want. Like how crazy or whatever the fuck my week has been. This week has been nuts. So I'm going to just jump right in. Um, I was planning this week, week of the 19th, to do a bunch of stand-up. Like every single night, five nights. I was going to come on here and give you guys times and places if you're in LA to catch me do stand-up. And I I don't it's not that I, I'm i not going to, it's just that uh I, I'll probably have a lot of writing to do because I've just had a very crazy week. Now uh, I'll explain. Like for me stand-up is always about you know I, I don't necessarily write jokes about um you know Trump or, or I don't write jokes about Biden or, you know, uh, did you, you know, have you seen, have you seen lately just, you know, the new, have you seen, you know, what they're doing on, uh, on TikTok? Oh, I I don't, I, I live a tortured life. I have enough <laughs> so much. So I can talk on here for like half an hour every week and then leave and write about how insane my own life is. So <laughs> my, my own, uh, 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 struggles and and things that I'd rather talk about myself. So my point is I'm not short on material um, and I'm not shitting on people that talk about um, their own observations with pop culture and whatever. Um, <laughs> even though it sounds like I'm shitting on them, I'm not. I'm just saying, simply put, I comedy to me is not a, you know, um, th- th- this, like, oh, dude, it's, like, this, like, special art form, man, and it's, like, it has to be coveted, dude, and, like, you have to, like, dude, I don't give a fuck about the rules, I don't care, I need it to, like, stay sane, like, I need it because I'm out of my mind, and for a number of reasons, but essentially because of my life and um, the things I got going on in it, and I, I share that intimately weekly with you every Monday, so to continue To do this, please support the show um, and continue to share it with people on funnykevin.com. That's where we got everything. Um, Yeah, so let's start. I'm going to start with some, let's jump right into the the craziness. So last Thursday, no, sorry, last like Sunday, Saturday, something like that, my dad, who you guys have uh, heard on the show, went into the hospital. And he had some esophageal bleeding. Now, when he went in there, I immediately assumed well, esophageal bleeding, you can Google why that happens Um, for the most part. You know, you go a period of time without alcohol and then you start using alcohol again and you can really fuck up the lining of your esophagus. And it kind of made sense. And so my dad kind of told me, you know, oh, I didn't drink, but then. Obviously, I put two and two together. He obviously went on a binge the week prior. So God knows, you know, how long he had been drinking, whatever. So while he's in the hospital, he's texting me and we're talking and whatever. And he tells me, oh, I got to get Vivitrol. Now, Vivitrol, for those of you that, you know, had no addicts or are close with addicts, it um, blocks the pleasure blockers uh, in your brain, the receptors that, you know, get you high. So... Essentially, it was created for heroin use, but my father was using it um, for alcohol, and it worked when he got the shot, and it's like uh, some treatments are 30 days, some are six uh, every six months you need the shot, and I think his shot ran out. Whatever the case was, he said, I'm going to get it again, and I'm going to take my medication. Now, when he wants to drink, he just stops taking medication, you know, and the med- he's not on like, you know, super I'm crazy meds or like antidepressant type meds. He's on like selexa. so... These meds that he takes, generally speaking, just kind of keep him level, you know, so he doesn't go through a swing and do something crazy. But the thing is, you have to remember, when I did that episode with him, uh, the Father's Day special, which you can still listen to, is a great episode. I explain in detail that my position then and my position now is the individual who's the user will not be defined by their relapse, right? They're defined by what they do with their sobriety. The relapse is a given, right? Using is a given. That's the guy you loved this whole time. You always loved, you know, we've always loved the user. Uh, that person's in your life. You, you, you got to try to find a silver lining, you know, it, with your own dealings with them. It, granted, if they're not hurt physically beating you up or mentally traumatizing you or emotionally traumatizing you or, or fucking diddling you or whatever weird thing you're truly afraid of, right? In that case, I empower you. Fuck them and walk away, right? Figure it out later. Rekindle when you are better. You. Not when they're fucking ready. Good and ready, Right? And this is really an important distinction. And it's why I'm happy to share and um, explain that it's it's funny. And I've talked about it before. I think it was in the Al-Anon episode. That addicts have this amazing magic power where they can go on a binge and, you know, have these crazy stories and do all these things. And then they get sober. And then you're supposed to... uh You know, sorry, and then you're supposed to be okay. And that's just not true, right? Because you're still you. You're the same you. They're a different them. And that happens when they drink too. They're the same. uh, They're not the same person they were when they were sober. They often change. So my point is, if you're struggling with a loved one who's using and all these things, um... I recognize the the level of difficulty and I'm with you. I'm not here to... I had my dad on uh, when he was sober and everything was great. I'm not going to pretend like that. that's what it's like in perpetuity. I'm going to tell you the truth. And I feel like that's why people like the show to begin with, right? I talked to you during COVID. I told you all my stupid goofy takes during that. I'm not going to change now, right? So look... Here's how I'm doing, because everything's always about the addict. My dad ended up getting out of the hospital Tuesday, and I thought he was supposed to get out Thursday. That's what the nurses told me. It's what he was telling me. And he texted me weird things Tuesday night. He proceeded to text me weird things Wednesday morning. It has been radio silence since Wednesday. Now, I've been through this before. I've gone weeks where I don't hear from him, and then I get a call from you know, a psych ward, are going to call from a jail, are going to call from a rehab or whatever, you know, and, you know, dad, if you're out there, you know, obviously I love you, you know, give me a call, call your family, figure it out. But again, me, how the fuck am I feeling? How am I doing? Not great. <laughs> uh, I'm doing fine. I feel good, but mentally this was a fucking mind fuck. Cause last week, I'll get to, I'll get to the happy fun shit. I had like the greatest week of my life uh, professionally. I was I had three amazing interviews that tapped in. I had all these great artists that I worked with. They they shared all of our shit. Our website had like the highest traffic it's seen since its creation. We got a lot of new opportunities. There's so many good things going on. I was gearing up to do stand-up five fucking nights this week, and then this happened. So I'm not going to be ignorant of the pros in my life, right? Because what I did was I initially took stock and inventory of the positive things. I have a tremendous mother, and I'm so fucking grateful and lucky. I have amazing uncles, aunts, cousins, sister, uh, a partner. I have an amazing partners, people in 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 business, and and friends and buddies and everybody. Amazing everything. My family, my personal life, my everything is is great. It's fucking better than good. It's twelve out of ten. So my dad being you know negative one hundred out of ten, it kind of balances out. Like I can see the pros and the cons of my life, and I'm not being ungrateful, right? But there's some trauma uh, that goes with like, all right, is he in jail? Is he here? Is he this? This, like, fucking, you know, um, spiral thinking. And I didn't see any help in sight uh, as far as Al-Anon groups. And so I found this other arm of Al-Anon or or Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever, 12-step program, called Adult Children of Alcoholics, uh, ACA. And they have an ACA group that is literally dedicated to PTSD, So I was feeling real fucking angry. I was feeling real fucking alone. And I'm proud to say tonight I'll go to my first um, ACA PTSD meeting. And I signed up for the first time in 28 years on this fucking planet going through all the things I've gone through. uh, Talk therapy. And I say this because I always had that option. And I just always was like, well, I write. (laughs) Well, I write a bunch. Well, I, well, I mean, it's not—it's bigger than comedy. I journal. I can, I can bang out poetry if you'd like. I can. Oh well, I do. You know, I talk. I'm a great communicator. I don't. No, motherfucker. I need an hour a week because I'm a fucking animal and I work like an animal and I keep my schedule busy and I do the fucking gym five days a week. I need that extra hour a week. I'll carve it out of my fucking schedule to have somebody tune my brain up, so I can keep doing this shit, right? Despite how he's doing, despite all the fucking trauma and the drama and the blah, blah, blah and the, and the pain and the whatever, I cannot let myself get to a point where I have to pull the plug on the priorities and the things in my life that I love again. Can't let it happen, right? Because what use am I to the people that I love that are there for me and solid as shit If I'm falling apart, think about it. What use are you? What do you got? Kids? You got a a, a, a grandparents you got to take care of? Whatever you got going on. You can't be strung out. You can't be drunk eight days a week. 28-7 or whatever. (laughs) 24-7. You can't do that shit. Now, I got to tell you, amid all this stress and this, you know, horseshit, didn't go out and get drunk I smoked Lucy J CBD (laughs) (laughs) pre-rolls if you're trying to chill and relax after a long day Lucy J I was in a great segue Lucy J CBD pre-rolls are the best bet the CBD version of Lucy J is not intoxicating but most people report a sense of well-being and extreme calm and uplifting mood from the cbd flower found in the pre-roll there's a calming effect from that cbd and the terpenes in the premium hemp flower uh go ahead and go to lucy j cbd on instagram and facebook give them a follow check out lucy j uh they are going to do e-commerce real soon but if you're local to where they're selling shit you'll find out using their store locator give it a look um yeah, those are quick. I love mm-hmm. Lucy J's CBD. It's just something I gotta mention every show. Um, yeah, I I I really got through it that way. I used salts. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I used some fucking Dr. Teal's sleepy uh you know, shake it off salts. Um, and I used uh some fucking um you know bath lavenders and all these fucking things and uh yeah and some you know tea i don't i'm getting through it in a healthy manner and um i realized it's 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 high time that i invest a little bit of that worry and that anxiety and that fucking overwhelming terror and fear i feel for my father as if he's my son you know cuz i've i've always had to parent in that way on myself and uh see what kind of results that yields so far i'm feeling good so Thank you for all the support and the people that have reached out. I love every one of you. And uh, thanks for obviously listening to the show and supporting the show. It means a lot to me. Uh, I'm going to keep rambling. You know, part of that experience last week that was overwhelming besides the relapse and all that shit. And my dad now, you know, kind of going off the grid was he drunkenly left me a voicemail before he entered the hospital. And I would play it if it weren't for like legal reasons and whatever but one of the things he said in the middle of his uh voicemail was uh you know just uh don't don't be upset and um you know knock it off don't be upset knock it off like, you know and <laughs> there's nothing funny about that I, I i recognize that that sounds brutal but I, it it really fucking burned in my head i was like knock it off Knock it off. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna fucking murder him. When I heard knock it off, I realized like that's the problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the fucking problem. At some point in his life, somebody, I won't name names, but somebody, likely a parent or someone who was watching, maybe a babysitter, must have taught him the philosophy of knock it off, right? Knock it off. Okay, so let's say you're struck in the head and you're crying. Knock it off. Okay, I'm not allowed to cry. I got to knock it off. Maybe I'll drink. You know, maybe it was just a working theory, but someone taught him knock it off. That came from somewhere. I don't know where, but, uh, you know, I have my suspicions and I feel like, see, he never really did that. He never talked like that to me. Now, if he's drunk, it's a different story. This other animal comes out, right? It's kind of like a werewolf. But the knock it off thing, you know? Like he's he's preemptively telling you to pack up your fucking feelings and don't you dare react negatively or punish me for what I've done. Hmm. Doesn't sit well. If you deal with that shit, let me know. The Unfunny Kevin Show at gmail.com. Let me know how you, you know... Are there people that did this to you? Were there negative coping mechanisms that you could clearly identify in a partner or a relative or a parent or whatever? And you went, hmm, weird. Doesn't feel like you just were born that way. A little bigger than just the disease of alcoholism I'd have to say but you know I'll reserve you know I'm not a fucking doctor this is not a professional medical show this is me ranting about horseshit uh, for half an hour 20 minutes a week with you guys um, and I'm going to pick up the mood I had great fucking conversations last week amazing conversations last week I talked to a kid a rapper by the name of Seiko P who is from this weird little town called Jacksonville, Texas. And he's a great rapper. He became huge on TikTok with a song called Tampa. It has like over 70 million streams globally. And he became like a, a phenomenon overnight. But before all this, before the rapping, he was in this small town of Jacksonville and he went, actually played football at a high school uh, in this uh, area called White House. And at this high school, this motherfucker was playing with Patrick Mahomes. Yes, Patrick Mahomes. Google him, those of you who are not sports people. Patrick Mahomes. I sat across the table with one of Patrick Mahomes' high school fucking... This guy's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Uh, one of the best young talents the league has seen. And this kid, this rapper, who also has now made a life for himself, from a small fucking 14,000 population town called Jacksonville, Texas record deal blew up living took himself out of poverty. I mean it's fucking amazing. It's fucking inspiring. I talked to him the the night or the the night after my dad's shit. And I was like, look man, the world is fucked up. There's pros, there's cons, there's lots of evil, there's lots of good. But if you like, when he told me that story, I lit up like a fucking Christmas tree, and I was super happy because I got to talk to someone who went from starving to having gold in his fucking mouth. <laughs> like, yo, a giant chain, it's living the fucking dream. So how can I be bummed out knowing that he, he that kid achieved that? You know. And knowing that everything is good outside of this one thing and that I need to address that and um, I'm excited to do it tonight and I'll let you guys know how it goes next week. I put a a bunch of shit online that, uh, or not online, I'm sorry, I put a bunch of shit on Instagram. I got questions from you guys and I said I was going to use them on tonight's episode but then I realized I got enough shit to talk about. I'm going to use those questions next week. Keep sending them. And next week we'll do a big uh, a show just for you. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, if you've been listening to Tapped In, I got to thank you from the bottom of my heart. The show is doing what it's doing and I'm really excited and I, I can't wait to keep making more. Um, we're going to do a bunch of shit that I, I can't even disclose now. Now, if you're in Los Angeles, I will be doing stand-up this week. I will likely be doing stand-up. Friday night and I will likely be doing stand-up Sunday. Uh, tap in with me on Instagram, unfunny to find the date. You can also see it on my story. Unfunny Kevin on Twitter, the unfunny show at gmail.com, uh, unfunnykevin.com with all the info, tapped in for all the tapped in uh, content. And as far as the uh, the the Apple podcasts fucked up last week, okay. They had this issue, so my show didn't come out till like Wednesday. They sorted it out with me, but it made it, it's a reminder to me that if you can go to the Apple Podcast Store, if you have an iPhone, scroll down the show page and leave us a five star review and comment something, please. This you have no idea how it helps um, tremendously. It gets us great sponsors. It gives me the opportunity to. Stay high in their ratings and the more uh, five-star reviews I get, the longer I can do this shit and we can uh, connect every Monday together. So uh, continue to support the show. I thank you so much uh, for listening every single week and uh, keep your fucking heads up. Don't let anything get you down the way that, you know, the way that it shouldn't occupy your brain and be really grateful for the positive fucking things that you have in your life. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy.
1: Dear Jake, I won't take up too much of your time. I know you're trying to get your video game grind going, and that's fine. Just give me a second to empty my face before I hit the road again to go and win this paper chase. I've been watching you and I'm proud of you, man You're growing up to be the best man that you possibly can I know you understand why I go out of town I also know my days are colder when you're not around Sometimes I wonder what it's like to be adapted To the fact that daddy never lived inside the same shack And sometimes I get this pain in my stomach's pit It's what I get, I'm convinced it's my punishment For those nights I got drunk and let go at some bar in some city with some people I don't know For all the times that the line's on your face Reminded me of the days before the dragonflies escaped It trips me out how you pick up all my traits From the way that you spit to the fists that you make I watch the way you try to keep your mom happy Daddy learned that from you, you're supposed to learn that from daddy I can't teach much when it comes to women I drive safe and slow but don't know nothing about the engine You're doing good little man, that's all I really meant I love you, you're my best friend, thanks for listening